Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Good morning, everyone, and it's a great pleasure to be speaking with you. In spite of the fact that we're not together in person, I want to let you know that uh, my prayers are with you and that uh, that uh, it's my hope and prayer that God will bless you and, and be with you. Let's join together for prayer and ask His blessings on our time. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, I thank you and praise you for all you do, and we thank you for this privilege of coming together. Even though it's not in person, uh, Lord, we're coming together uh, through other means, and Lord, we just praise you and thank you that that you've allowed us to to know your word and to, to hear your voice through it. And Lord, we just pray that you'll bless us in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning we're going to look at the book of Ephesians once again. We looked at the introduction to it last week, and we saw how uh, this is a book of God's grace uh, and mercy applied to us. And we saw in uh, the introduction to the book of Ephesians how... Uh, there is a richness and a fullness of God that is poured out on on, on all those who are believers. Uh, it is uh, a book that, that talks about God's grace. And, and we talked about how uh, God's grace is uh, His unmerited and undeserved uh, kindness and favor towards us. And we saw in this book, uh, uh, the introduction to this book, that that, God, uh, that Paul uses under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit <clears throat> grace 12 times uh, throughout the book of Ephesians. And uh, he uh, it speaks about grace as being uh, lavished uh, out uh, from God, being poured out uh, from God. And uh, it, the book also includes uh, uh, mention of God's glory. <clears throat> and it's used eight times throughout the book of Ephesians of how God's glory is, is poured out upon uh, His uh, people. And, and it speaks of uh, God's inheritance uh, towards us. Uh, some four times, and uh, it talks about the richness of God uh, being, and it's that's used five times, and the fullness or being filled uh, in the presence of God uh, some seven times. So this is a book uh, that speaks about uh, God pouring out His riches and blessings upon His people, and uh, the key to everything in this is that it is because we are. Uh, in the body of Christ, that uh, all the fullness of the riches of the inheritance of the glory of God, uh, of His grace, is ours. And we're going to see that today in the verses that we're going to, to look at. Now, let's look again at this passage of Scripture. Uh, you know, we've only gone a, a little way, and it's not uh, because we're wanting to spend uh, forever on each individual verse 
course, it's because this, these verses are so rich and so full of, of uh, theology and so full of, of what God has for us that we're spending this, uh, this time. And I want you to understand uh, the significance of what it is. So often uh, we just rush through uh, reading uh, verses that we don't see the significance of what is being presented to us. And so uh, it's only by slowing down and looking deeper into uh, these passages of Scripture that we can really understand the significance of what's being said. So last week uh, we saw uh, Paul the Apostle of Christ by the will of God uh, to the saints which are at Ephesus. And we talked about how uh, this originally didn't have the word Ephesus there, but it was part of a letter that was circular. And uh, Ephesus was one of the churches that it uh, was sent to. Uh, maybe it was the most significant or the one that uh, that uh, remained with the the uh, the name of their church put on there. But or maybe it was the inspiration that uh, God used in Paul's life to meet the needs of the. Church church at Ephesus, but it was it was a letter that was sent to uh, believers in the whole region, not just Ephesus. And uh, Paul's writing to these saints to help them to understand uh, the significance of, of their journey as a Christian. And, and that's our desire is to understand and know how God would have us to live and to act as Christians, to how we should uh, grow in maturity in Christ. And, and so... That's the kind of letter that this is. And Paul's writing uh, to us and he's uh, saying to us uh, that we are in Christ and that we are in uh, uh, there. We are the faithful in Christ Jesus. And it says grace and peace be to you uh, uh, from God, our father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And these are the verses that we're going to look at today, beginning in verse 3. Uh, it says, Blessed be the God and Father uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, and according uh, as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Christ Jesus himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So we're going to stop there. We'll probably stop uh, in verse 4, just looking at verse 3 and 4. There's just so much here uh, that we're looking at that it's so hard for us to go uh, too fast. And I don't want us to miss anything of significant. First of all, uh, we are blessed. We are, uh, we receive this grace and peace with God because we are one with Christ in his church. And this whole section of uh, uh, starting at verse three and going forward uh uh, through about verse 16, it, it talks about being formed as a body of Christ. And we are one with Christ uh, in His church because we are redeemed. Uh, and this is incredible uh, fullness is ours because we are a part of the body of Christ. In chapter 3, verse 19, it says uh, that you might be filled with the fullness of God. And so we see the filling of, of the church, a filling of the body 
of Christ uh, uh, is as a result of being a part of the body of Christ. Uh, chapter 4, verse 13 says uh, "Come to uh, that we are come to the knowledge of the stature of the Son of God to the perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And chapter 5, verse 18 says that we are uh, to be filled with the Spirit. So we have a filling of, uh, from the whole Godhead, from God the Father, that we are um, being filled with the fullness of God the Father. Uh, chapter 4, the f- uh, being filled with the full measure, the fullness of Christ. And chapter 5, uh, that we are being filled with the Spirit. And so we are receiving this feeling, the fullness of God. Like I said, this uh, these terms are used seven times throughout uh, the book of Ephesians. And, and that's a lot for such a short passage of Scripture. Uh, this letter that Paul is writing is is speaking about uh, God filling us and and uh, about God's uh, fullness in our life and and that is really what we as Christians should really desire is is to not, uh, not merely just simply have a uh, a superficial relationship with God but that that uh, or that God just simply turn the key that unlocks uh, the shackles of our sin in our life and gives sets us free, but rather that we have a deep abiding relationship with God. And and that's what uh, uh, God desires for us, that we would have this uh, deep, full relationship with Him and that we would be filled with this presence, that we would be filled with this Spirit, that we'd be filled with Him. Why? Because uh, that is how we receive the great blessings that He mentions throughout this passage of Scripture. And so uh, we see that uh, that God is filling us and that God is is bringing about in us uh, this uh, abiding relationship look at uh, verse uh, 3 in chapter 3, uh, and I know we're hopping around a little bit, but it's to get an understanding of where Paul is building this, the Holy Spirit is building. Uh, it, in chapter 3, verse 3, it tells us of God's mystery being revealed to Paul. Paul says, look, uh, I'm nobody, I'm nothing, and God is bringing about this great mystery to me because He has chosen me to be a vessel uh, to reveal this. Uh, let's look at the the aspect of the mysteries of God. Paul says that uh, that he is uh, re- God is revealing to him the mysteries, uh, how that he revealed uh, these mysteries to him, uh, and, and he's writing these words to help the person to understand uh, the reader, the the the. Christian to understand this mystery. Well, what is this mystery? Uh, well, first of all, we need to understand that the mysteries that Paul is talking about are not the kind of mysteries that uh, televangelists use on TV and saying, God revealed this to me and uh, you need to send me money in order to find out this great mystery. That's not what Paul is saying. In fact,
fact, throughout Scripture, uh, it deals with mysteries that God reveals. First of all, uh, mysteries uh, fall into three categories. Uh, uh, the first category is something that God never reveals. In verse uh, Deuteronomy 29, 29, uh, it says the secret things belong to the Lord. And so there are some things that are just so beyond us, that are so beyond our understanding and so beyond our way of, of being able to, to comprehend that it is a mystery to us because only the mind of God can contain these mysteries. And then secondly, there's uh, the mysteries that God reveals to special people. And again, this is not uh, those that that come around and say, God has revealed this to me and I'm going to bless you or whatever they use to try and hook you into sending uh, them your money. Uh, but rather, uh, these special people are all believers. Psalms 25, 14 says uh, that God reveals uh, to those in His covenant and Proverbs 3.32 says that, that God reveals these mysteries to the righteous. And so anyone who has accepted Christ into their heart and life, uh, anyone who is a follower of God uh, is uh, able to understand these mysteries because uh, we are God's people. And in fact, um, uh, you know, Jesus talks about uh, revealing uh, certain things uh, during his ministry. And that's the third category. God reveals uh, certain things to people living in the times of the New Testament, uh, the times in which God is bringing about his kingdom uh, purpose. Uh, God reveals uh, uh, to us through uh, his writers, Peter and Paul, and, and, and through the teaching of Jesus Christ. Uh, God reveals things that during the New Testament times, that were just simply not understood or known during the Old Testament. God uh, uh, kept those things from uh, the understanding of those who lived during the Old Testament times because it was just not the right time, the fullness of time. Uh, the Bible says that Jesus appeared and came upon the scene, and that's the time in which Jesus uh, was bringing about these uh, these mysteries and Jesus spoke in, in parables and his disciples uh, would ask Jesus, why are you telling us these things in parables? And Jesus says, uh, these things aren't meant to be known by those who don't understand or know uh, uh, my uh, know me, it's to be known by those who are followers of Jesus Christ. And so uh, we see in this passage, uh, these passages where God reveals his mysteries in his time. And uh, Paul is, is speaking about these myst this mystery that God is revealing in him. Uh, and, and that mystery is uh, this in verse three it says that we are the body of the church in Christ. Um, verse three says that uh, that we are uh, receiving a blessing. Uh, because we are incorporated in the body of Christ. Chapter 1, verse 22 says, And he hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. Uh, 
and that's the first introduction to this concept of being in Christ Jesus, in the in the body of Christ. And and what we see here is, is it, this is a mystery because it never dawned on the mind of the average Jewish person that uh, the kingdom of God would include all believers, not just the Jewish people, but it would include Gentiles and it would include everyone who followed and uh, Jesus Christ and that we would be uh, inheritors in the body of Christ, that we would uh, be a part of Christ's uh, experience on the cross of dying to sin through His death on the cross, of, of Jesus Christ being the substitution uh, for us, of Jesus Christ uh, being our substitutionary atonement. That, that concept never uh, appeared in the mind of of the uh, the average Jewish uh, person living in that time, they saw the kingdom of God as something completely different, and so uh, this is a mystery that God is revealing uh, through His writer uh, Paul to the churches at this time. Chapter 2, verse 15 says that Christ has uh, abolished uh, uh, in His flesh the enmity, even the law of the commandments contained in uh, the ordinances uh, to make in Himself of two one new man. So that making peace and that he might uh, be reconciled both unto God in one body. And so we have here in chapter 2 <clears throat> the understanding of Jesus Christ bringing together uh, in one body himself and the church so that we might be reconciled with God. Again, a mind-blowing concept of of the body of Christ and uh, the mind and, uh, of the of the average follower, chapter three, verse six it says that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body. Again, this is a concept that uh, that a an average. Uh, a believer in God would never see that the Gentiles, those outcasts, those dogs, uh, uh, which is what they referred to them as, uh, would become a part of uh, the body of Christ, that they would be fellow heirs. They saw themselves as special because God selected them. They saw themselves as unique in that uh, they were set aside and set apart by God and that God would include these outsiders in the body is some, is a concept that that is beyond their understanding, and so this is a mystery that God is revealing. Chapter four, verse sixteen says, "From whom the whole body is fitly joined together." And chapter five, verse thirty says, "For we are the members of His body." And so, uh, in these five chapters, uh, we see uh, the body of Christ being coming together and being formed into one body. So let's go back to chapter 1, verse uh, 3, and it says uh, here, in chapter 1, verse 3 through verse 14, as I said before, so it's God's plan uh, for mankind. It says here... Uh, th- 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according. Uh, uh, so uh, this is God's blessing, God's plan for mankind, God's coming together, uh, and and God's purpose. Uh, what is God's plan? What is God's uh, purpose? It is. Uh, a plan from the very foundation of the world for His church to be the body of Christ. And so uh, this is how God is bringing about His blessing to uh, His people. Uh, His blessing is coming to us uh, by being a part of the body of Christ, of being a part of... uh, When we talk about being the church, being the body, we're not talking about just simply being a part of a group of people that come together, that meet at particular church, we're talking about uh, the the body of Christ, the church being a living organiza- organism. We're not just an organization of people. Uh, that's what unites us uh, as the people of God uh, that goes beyond denominations. It goes beyond uh, this concept of churches, uh, that's why we should work together with other believers uh, because we understand that we are a part of the same body. We are an organism that is living, that is breathing, that is uh, that is growing, that is uh, reaching out to those who are lost as a part of the body of Christ, that we, His church, God's church, are a part of the body. Uh, and so what we need to see here are a few things that, that I've brought together in this passage of Scripture that uh, we need to see. First of all, this is not an accident or something that has happened by chance, that we are a, brought together by the hand of God before the beginning of time. It says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord uh, Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. How has He done that? According as He hath chosen us, in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us uh, to, unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ uh, to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise and the glory of His grace wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. And so what we see here is uh, first of all that this is not an accident, that this is not something that has just happened by chance. God's not just sitting up there in heaven uh, saying, okay, I've, uh, here I've laid out the, uh, the plan of salvation. I've provided Jesus Christ as as the uh, payment of sin. Here I am. I'm giving uh, mankind this opportunity. Now let's sit back and wait and see who's going to accept our friend request. Uh, or God's not just sitting back saying, okay, I'm going to sit here and wait for those who might come and uh, accept me as their Lord and Savior. No, he's not sitting there like he's fishing uh, with a fishing pole waiting for a bite to hit. He has planned this out from the very beginning of time. This is not an accident. It's not a chance. We are God's people. And we have been chosen before the beginning of time. Let, just let that sink into your heart and mind. 
this, this is an understanding of God choosing you for salvation, choosing it, whether you have Jesus Christ in your heart now or not. Jesus Christ has chosen you for, an, uh, for uh, a life of being a part of the body of Christ. That in God's perfect will, God's desire for you in your life is, is not that you would be uh, an outcast, not that you would be uh, encumbered with sin, not that you would be cast out because of, of your refusal to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but rather that you would accept Him as your Savior and Lord and that you would be a part of the body, that you would be joined with God in the body of Christ, that God would, would have you uh, to be not just simply set free, as I, I mentioned before, but that you would become a part of the living organism that is the body of Christ, uh, that, that we would uh, be, uh, and that's why it's so important not just simply to have Jesus Christ in your heart and life, but that we come together as a body of Christ, that we come together uh, a, a, as believers to worship Him and to exalt Him and to, and to be together in worship because we are a body. And if we don't come together and serve Him, then we're like a, a body that's not able to function, that's not able... You, you know, there's... Uh, our bodies are a miracle that we're able to stand up and to have balance and that we're able to walk and that we're able to do things. And it's only because we come together in unity that our bodies are able to do those things, that we're able to pick up things, that we're able to manipulate things and that we're able to, to do things. And, and conversely, the body of Christ needs to come together in unity and come together to serve Him, and and we can't do that if we're separated. We can't do that if we're not coming together in Him. And uh, God tells us right here that we are not an accident. We're not just simply, uh, you know, what you get is what you get. No, uh, we are brought together because God chose us from the very foundation of time before time existed. God had a plan for us. Secondly, I want you to see that this is our purpose in life. So many people are looking for a reason for being. Uh, so many people are uh, looking for love and for value and for meaning in life. And this is our purpose and meaning. Uh, God chose us before time, uh, before anything existed. Just go back as far as you want to and keep on going because uh, it is before time existed that God chose us. And so this is our purpose in life. This is our reason for being that God has brought us together and God desires for us to be the body of Christ. And what got in the way of that, what got in the way of our unity with God is sin. And the reason that, that, that God sent Jesus Christ to the cross of Calvary was to redeem us and to bring us back into the unity of that body, of being a part of uh, the body of Christ. And so this is our reason for being. You know, there are books out there that that want us to, to read those books to, to find out uh, all kinds of uh, the purpose of life and uh, I'm okay, you're okay type of thing and, and all of these things about 
uh, uh, finding uh, the secret of life. Here's the secret. It's laid out right before us. It's no secret at all. It's not a ministry anymore because God is revealing it to us through uh, His servant, His writer Paul. He's using him as an instrument to give us the mysteries of God, that we are a part of the body of Christ, that we are brought together and we are meant to be the body of Christ from the very foundation of this world, that God chose us. That's the third thing. God chose you. He chose you to be accept, uh, uh, to accept Jesus Christ. And that, for so many people, is so hard uh, for them to grasp. Uh, I thought God gave us free will. Yes, He does. God, uh, But God chose you uh, to be a part of uh, the body of Christ. Now, uh, how does that work? Well, here's a very rudimentary, very simplified uh, understanding. If you're a senior and you're in high school and you're uh, coming to the end of your high school career, you make application to uh, several different uh, colleges and you might uh, have your primary choice number one you have your secondary choice well if I can't get in the first one I hope to get in the second one and some students uh, even apply to a third one uh, this is my Hail Mary this is the one that I uh, that I would uh, die to go to if I had the opportunity but I don't see myself getting into that one and they send off these applications and they apply to be a part of uh, the freshman class next year being a, a student at these colleges and then they receive a letter in the mail and and they either receive an acceptance letter or a rejection letter and they say well uh, congratulations you're part of we accept you and want you to, to come and be a part of our student body or they might receive a letter and say, saying, you know, unfortunately, we don't have enough space for you. Uh, and this is God's acceptance letter to you. Uh, you know, they're accepted at that point, but they're not actually a member of the student body until they actually go and they go to the, uh, the, the school and they accept that invitation to join. God gives each and every one of us an invitation. God chooses each and every one of us to be a part of the body of Christ. His desire is, is that that we would accept that that invitation, that that uh, 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 selection by God to be a part of the body of Christ. And in God's perfect plan, God's perfect desire is that we would be a part of the body of Christ. But not everyone accepts Jesus Christ. Not everyone accepts the uh, the invitation to be a part of the body of Christ. God selects them. God desires for them. God uh, uh, yearns for them to be a part of the body of Christ. But not everyone does. We can't be a part of the body of Christ until we accept uh, God's uh, desire for us to be selected to be a part of the body. And, and God's, our body is not complete unless all of us uh, come and accept uh, that invitation. And so that's why it's so important for us as a part of the body of Christ, not simply just sit back and say, well, you know, whoever's going to accept Jesus is going to accept him. And uh, God already knows who that's going to be. And we're just going to sit back and we're going to uh, just sit and wait and see who comes. No, we have to go out and we have to compel them, the Bible says, uh, pull them into the body of Christ, uh, encourage them, uh, uh, show 
show them the fact that God uh, accepted them before the foundation of the world and desires for them to be a part of the body of Christ. And fourthly, there's a, this is the last point, is that we are to be holy and blameless before God. The, the Scripture says here that that God has uh, chosen us, verse 4 says, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, uh, in, in verse 4. So God has chosen us. God has, has it, it more than just simply uh, desires for us to be a part of the family, part of the body of Christ, but that we would be part of the body. He's chosen us from, from the foundation of the world before time existed, that we would be a part of the body. Why? to receive this great blessing, the great blessing of being holy and blameless before God. And that, that speaks of restoration. God's desire is, is that we would be restored into the body, that we would be uh, uh, be selected, having been predestined for us to be a part of this adoption uh, into the family of God, that we would be a part of the body, that we are being brought into Himself, not that we're just simply some stepchild over here that's just ignored and and uh, given an invitation to the Christmas party every once in a while, but that we are accepted, that we are made a part of the body, the unity of Christ, uh, being brought into Himself according to God's good pleasure and His will, that we are restored, that we are being made whole as a part of the body of Christ. And that's, that's our desire, is, is that, that we would understand that we're not... Uh, part of the body by some chance that we just didn't happen to stumble in here together. Secondly, that this is our purpose in life to be a part of the body of Christ. It's where we find value, where we find purpose, where we find meaning, where we find God's love. And thirdly, that, that God chose us uh, to accept Christ, that, that we are uh, selected before time uh, existed. And, and that's such a big thing. It's, it's more than just uh, simply being chosen because we happen to be the last kid uh, in, in the pick, but that God chose us from before time existed that we would be a part of this body and that we would receive, uh, that we would be holy and blameless, number four, that we would be restored into a right relationship, that we would be restored into the body, that we would be a part of this body that has Jesus Christ as the head. And so uh, this is our understanding of the perfection of the body, uh, the body of Christ being formed. And it is being laid out here, the very beginnings of it, in these first few verses uh, uh, of Scripture. Um, uh, through verse 6 here, we, we see this, this understanding of, of, of what it means to receive the, the riches and the inheritance of God, the fullness of God. Why? Because we're part of the body. Uh, we are His people. And so it's my desire, it's my hope that you understand that you are uh, chosen by God to be a part of the body of Christ, that God has, has chosen you, and but you must accept Him. You must accept that gift. You must accept that, that appointment to be a part of the body. And that it's more than just simply accepting that, get that uh, box uh, checked off, and, and you are just 
in there because uh, you you've by the skin of your teeth. Uh, it's not because of something you've done, but that God has chosen you to accept this relationship with Him and desire to be a part of the body. Not just on the fringes, not on the outside, not just simply uh, in name only, or because you uh, walk the aisle when you're three or uh, you know, or, or ten years old, and and you just do that, and then you can go off and live uh, your life uh, on your own, uh, however you want to. No, God desires for you to be a part of the body. The way in which we receive blessings is to be in the body of Christ, and that we are part of God's body. That we are blessed that we are fulfilled and that we are filled because we are in this relationship that brings us closer and closer together. And so it's my hope and prayer that you'll, if you don't have Jesus Christ today in your heart and life, that you'll accept Him as your Lord and Savior. If you have accepted Christ and you're just kind of on the fringe, you're not really getting very much out of your relationship with Christ. It's because you're not in the body of Christ the way God desires for you. You're not receiving the fullness of His grace, the fullness of His mercy. You're not receiving the fullness of His blessings because you're not really coming in to be a part of the body of Christ. And so uh, we, uh, it's my invitation that you get your heart and life right with Him, uh, beginning with salvation, getting your heart and life right with Him through uh, being a part of the body, of being incorporated into the body through fellowship, through the uh, maturity in Christ, of growing and being mentored in Christ, and then being uh, a part of the body that, that accomplishes the task and the will of God by being a part of, of the body, of, of doing ministry, of being a part part of the ministry of God. So it's my heart, heart and prayer, uh, heartfelt prayer that you would understand that in your life and that you would accept Jesus Christ and His desire for your life today. Let's join together for prayer. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, I just praise you and thank you so much that you allow, would allow us to be a part of the body, that you would ex- uh, choose us and that, uh, that you would uh, desire to pull us together to be uh, this uh, body of unity, uh, this living organism to, to serve you and to live for you and to exalt you. Lord, we praise you and we, we, pray, uh, we just love you so much because of... Uh, and we join together with Paul in, in praising you for allowing us to be uh, in this privileged place of being in the body of Christ. Thank you, Lord, for opening the mysteries of God uh, before us and, Lord, helping us to understand and know uh, your desire and will for our life. Lord, help us to live and to walk in that. Lord, I pray that you would draw us ever closer to you. And, Lord, help us to continue to understand the uh, the great blessings that you seek to pour out upon us and to fill our life through being a part of the body of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. It's my prayer that that we would be uh, coming together soon. Uh, understand and know that we'll let you know uh, uh, when we can come together. Hopefully that'll be next week, but we'll let you know uh, as things uh, progress. Uh, until then, God bless you. God be with you.